hello hello my lovely listeners this is shan welcome back to a new episode of the living in a foreign podcast we are going to go into a new episode episode five and we're going to talk about how to improve your credit score stay tuned so yes my lovely listeners we're going to get into how to improve your credit score now remember a good credit score is amazing for your financial your overall financial well-being A good credit score can open doors that cash cannot. You might not have white privileges. You might not have wealth privileges. But what you can do is use a financial tool and leverage it. A good credit score is what you're going to use as leverage to create wealth, to create savings, to play a part in this economy and win at life. Okay. Now, remember, a good credit score will qualify you for the best interest rates and terms when you're borrowing money to buy a car, to buy a house. It even determines how much you'll pay for life insurance. When your landlord is looking at your credit score, that's going to determine if you're approved for a rental of the property or not. It is a huge factor that determines your financial well-being. So you do want to make sure if you're not at a good credit score, let's talk about the ways that we can go ahead and improve your credit score. Skincare is a very important part of our self-care routines. If you're looking for fun, amazing, and efficient skincare products, check out lulusholistic.com. I use their body butters all the time. It leaves my skin so moisturized. As a listener of this podcast, you can benefit by using our discount code, living in a foreign podcast. You'll receive a 10% discount. Saving some money is better than saving no money, so enjoy the discount. So the first place you need to start is actually knowing what your credit score is. And when I say your credit score, not your Vantage score, we're talking about your FICA credit score. So you need to actually go and find out from each one of the national credit bureaus what your credit score is. You need to know the actual score. So you're going to have three scores, one from TransUnion, one from Equifax, and one from Experience. Say, for example, if you went to Experian.com and requested your FICO credit score. Say you got 800 from Experian, you got an 850 from Equifax, and you got a 700 from TransUnion. Your true credit score is going to be the middle of the score. So your actual score of all three is going to be 800. And if you think about it from a logical aspect, If you were to add up all three credit scores and average them out, divided by three, that average would be closer to your true credit score. So that is how you will determine your credit score. Now, the next thing that you need to do is pull your credit report. You need to go ahead and look at that list of overall credit accounts that you have that's going to determine your credit score. Once you get a list, you want to go over that list, analyze it, see what's correct, see what's incorrect. And if you find anything that's incorrect, 
you want to go ahead and address that immediately. So you want to reach out to some type of credit expert or some type of credit services that can help you eliminate that incorrect information. And as soon as that is done, you're going to see a credit score going up and increasing. So if you're behind on this debt control game, you want to get your credit score somewhere with from between 670 all the way up to 800 or 850. And you're truly winning at this game. According to Experian.com, 25% of people are somewhere between 740 all the way up to 799. So after you figured out that, you know, you have this credit score and you pulled your credit report and you're seeing the accounts that are, that are incorrect and you've taken the step to um, get rid of those, your next thing is to analyze your financial habits or your financial behavior. Now, what is holding you back from having that 800 credit score, that 850 credit score? It's probably what you're doing every month. And that's being reported to the national credit bureaus. What are you doing with your credit cards? What are you doing with your payments that you're not getting this amazing score? So the, let's go back to what makes up your score. The first thing that makes up your score and accounts for a good chunk of your score is paying your bills on time. That is 35% of your score. So if you're not one to pay bills on time, you're going to have to figure it out. Set up auto pay. Set up a reminder. Set up something on your to-do list. Ask your spouse or your family member to remind you to pay the bill on time. Please, it is going to be so important. If you don't do all the other parts correctly, do this part correctly. You do have to pay your bills on time. They want to see, you know, banks want to get their money. They're not waiting on you to, to get their money that they lend you. They want their money back. So if you, if you have a loan or if you have credit that has been extended to you, you need to pay it back. You need to pay it back on time. It's simple. Just do it. Okay, so moving right along, the second thing that might be hamper, hampering your debt, your credit score. <laughs> Let's do that again, okay? <laughs> Let's talk about your debt burden. This accounts for 30% of your overall credit score. The average person has some type of debt. Think about it. From the minute you open your eyes to the minute you go back to sleep, there's information coming at you all the time. And that, that information is a capitalistic information. It is trying to get the bucks out of your pocket for you to spend. So there's ample opportunities for you to create debt. This is a society that you live in. You just have, you just have to deal with it. Now, if you are taking on debt, you want to take on good debt. Yeah, one or two times you might slip up and you, you know, you charge something to your credit card that you shouldn't charge because you can't pay it back in full when the bill comes. That's fine. You're going to create some debt, but you do want to be conscious of the type of debt that you're creating. Now, majority of us has a lot of debt. And if you are creating debt that is going to um, max out your credit cards or going over that 30% of your overall credit limit, then your, your score is going to suffer. So if you do have debt, you want to focus on paying off your highest interest debt. Usually that means like credit card debts or any personal loans, any type of debt that 
our current interests that are in the double digits, you want to go ahead and clear off those immediately. Once you've done that, your credit score is going to increase. It's just going to go all the way up from there. Then you also want to consolidate your debts. You want to bring them all together. That way you can focus on it and just pay it off immediately as possible. Also, one way to keep your debt burden stable is not to create more debt while you're paying off your current debts. That goes into not opening new accounts. Most people tend to open new accounts just to have a better mix of credit. It, it really doesn't serve you in the long run because it really doesn't improve your credit score that much. Yes, you're looking to have a great credit profile, but having more credit accounts, especially credit cards, it, it just doesn't really do much for you. So opening unnecessary credit can harm you because it's going to create those hard inquiries and that's going to have your score go down. Okay, okay, I know this can be easier said than done because the offers on credit cards are ridiculous. Like, there's so much incentive out there for you to go get a credit card. There's so many rewards, so much points you can own. You get cash back, you get um, you get a reward if you use a certain amount of credit during a certain time. So there's a lot of incentive out there to get you to open up a new credit card. It's just how the system works. It's big money for these credit card companies to make money off you, and they're just going to try <laughs> try to come at you at any way possible. Also, one thing I want to point out is if you have an old credit card and you're not using it because it does nothing for you because you have better credit cards that give you more incentive, um, don't close it out. Keep it because, again, that's factoring into your credit history. You don't want to close it. You want to keep that credit card somewhere. Keep it, even if you're not using it actively all the time, keep it. Don't close it because that's going to affect you negatively. You heard that sound? Yeah. It means I need your full attention on this. Now, there are ways to hack or faster ways to get your credit score going up, 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 all the way up because, you know, your thing's supposed to be up, right? Now, let's talk about the hacks people, how are you going to hack the system? Now, one way to hack the system is to go into one of these programs or these um, new services that you see advertising that give you credit for paying regular bills that report your actual payments and your history of payments, good on-time payments, that is, to the national credit bureaus. And that gives you um a credit or it gives you um, points to your credit score. So if you want to try out one of those services, I don't know one in particular. I'm not going to call anyone in particular on this program because I really don't know how it works, but I do um, see the ads. I'm aware of these services that you can sign up for that track how you pay your light bill, how you pay your rent, how you pay your phone bill, and they report that information to the national bureaus, and you are able to get um, actual points towards your credit score to help bail your credit. And this usually is a great idea for anyone that's starting out to build credit. Number two is that you could become an authorized user. Now, this is a pro and a con, okay? Someone can put you on their credit card as an authorized user, given that that person has great great credit great credit card history or a great credit or have a great credit score. Now that will work in your favor because that person is paying on time. They probably have low debt, and if 
you know, give the, given a period of time when you're a credit card, you're an authorized credit card user on that person's profile, that's going to really boost your credit score. Now, <laughs> the con with this is that if that person is supposed to fall off on their credit score, it's going to tank your credit score. This happened to me, okay? I was an authorized user on a secured credit card, and that person was just like going crazy with their credit card, and I actually had to call the credit card company as an authorized user, and it was able to cut, like close that credit card. It's not advised that you close a credit card account. It just does not work in your favor. But luckily for me, it was a secured credit card, meaning there wasn't any debt. That person did not go over their limit because it's a secured credit card. You cannot go over your limit. And two, because you do pay to have this credit card, you already pretty much, you're not creating debt with a, a secured credit card. So when I closed the account, there wasn't anything for me to pay back. The only thing that I suffer from is that I do have a closed credit card on my credit history, and that's just not a good look. However, it was the thing to do. It was the right thing for me to do at that time because if I did not close that credit account, well, I would have a horrible credit score. Now I have decent credit. So, you know, it's a pro and con. You you do have to kind of like, you know, know what you're doing. I would say even though you're an authorized user, always check you know, check your, 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 your vantage, your vantage score every month. Cause that's how I knew that something was going on with my credit because I was an authorized user on somebody's credit card. And I kept seeing that vantage point score going up and down dramatically, you know, from time to time. And I was like, no, 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 something's going on here. So, you know, you do have to keep keep, be accountable at all points in times to really, you know, uh, increase your credit. You do have to think of it as a um, a task that you have to do at least once a month to keep that score going up. Last but not least, hack is to freeze your credit, especially if you're trying to control your debt and you're trying to pay off your debt and you're really focused on boosting that credit score as fast as possible. Go ahead and freeze your credit. That's going to prevent from anyone that you think might have access to information to make any type of hard inquiries or any type of soft inquiries or open any type of um, credit accounts in your name. That's going to, you know, prevention is better than cure. So freezing your credit, it might be something that's a good idea. It might be something that does not work for you, but is definitely one tool that you have at your disposal to help you to boost that credit score. So my final word on improving your credit score is to give yourself time. Your credit history, your credit uh, payments, everything is being reported to the three national bureaus. So it's going to take some time to correct all that inaccuracy on your credit report or your credit score if there are any. So give yourself time. It's going to take a little while for all of that to clear up and your credit, your credit score to be boosted. So certain things are going to stay on your credit for a long time, for example, if you have a bankruptcy, if you have a um, foreclosure, delinquent payments are going to stay on your credit for uh, quite a while, and that's just how the game works. It usually goes away after a seven-year period. It can be longer depending on what you have, like nine years for um, bankruptcy, I believe. Don't quote me on that. 
but you get the gist of the conversation here, right? Now, the thing is that you do have second chances. It only stays on your credit account for so long. Your credit score can eventually go up. And then I think one thing all of us should take into consideration is that your credit score is going to fluctuate. It's not going to stay the same. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. That's how it works. That's how life goes. You're going to have different things at different times going on throughout your life and your credit score is going to reflect that. And that's absolutely okay. It's something for you to use as a tool. So it's going to go down when you use it, when you leverage it. It's going to go up once you build on it and boost it. So just just keep that in consideration and just do your thing and just be a great financial player in this economy. My lawyer says I need a disclaimer. So I'm here to disclaim a bunch of stuff, guys. I am not a credit expert. I just read a lot. I listen to people that have sense or talk common sense. And I also podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts to get as much information as I can. And this is why I'm doing a podcast. I was inspired to do a podcast because I listen to a lot of great podcasts. Now, I'm not a financial expert. I'm not any type of credit expert. I'm just telling you the things that I've learned and have worked for me. So if you do need any type of professional help, go and talk to the professionals. Listeners, thank you so much for your participation and your support. Thank you for listening to us. Continue to give us your feedback and reviews. Give us a review on Spotify. You can also give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We are able to hear from you if you send us an email at livinginafarn at yahoo.com. We also have livinginafarn at gmail.com. You can send us a message if you listen from Anchor at anchor.fm. Send us a message. We can hear you and we can cover topics that you want to cover. Please, thank you for your support. 